Welcome to episode 17 of the Moon Talk Streamcast. Matt, my brother, good to see you, man. I am back. <laughs> Dude, it's been a minute. No, it's been a long time, man. It's been a long time. I'm happy to see you back in studio. I'm looking forward to crushing a few more episodes. I feel yeah, like we have a ton to cover. Let's go. I'm pumped to be back. Dude, you held it down so well while I was gone. I like, appreciate it. You had CJW Consulting. You had Max Chapman from Chapman's Jewelry. I love those. I still got to... Uh, do some of the editing behind the scenes, so I got to and watch. Thank you for that. Oh, yeah, I got you. I got you. I got to that. watch them from start to finish, and man, it, they had some awesome stories. Yeah, man, I, I thought it was cool. The homies came up, you know, um, get their story out there. I wish we could have had a couple more guests and things like that, and we will continue to yes. do that. But um, Christian was super vulnerable about how he got to where he was, and same with Max. It's just interesting to see like how you could go corporate to not and s- still take those qualities and, and move on to something completely different. 100p. What was their experience like? Did they love coming on here? Have they shared their stories like that before? So I had Christian on another podcast before we started podcasting together before. Um, yeah, the Contract Year podcast. <laughs> um, so we've definitely had um, a collaboration before, but that's Max's first podcast ever and i thought his shit was hilarious talking about how uh my family supported a few different people's engagements like this is my fourth wife and you guys did my ring every single time like, love that it was hilarious man. and you could see his personality open up like throughout the episode he started to get a little more comfortable and those stories came out yeah it, it just it just shined through and then like what was like i guess similar in both of their stories they both came from corporate had a toe in something else and was like, you know what? I think this is going to be the move moving forward. And yeah. All gas and they haven't looked back. And they went for it. Yeah, I'm man. proud of them. It was really great hearing the, the first part that really stood out to me when uh, Christian from CJW Consulting, he was talking about what kind of started his thought process of going solo entrepreneur is is he was experienced depression and, and emotions, yeah. certain uh, mental illness or um Mental illness, maybe not. Maybe it's the right word. He was experiencing depression in the workplace. Yeah, and I and I was like impressed that he opened up about that period because I know that's just like you know tough people just talking through it. Like you know corporate, it's like hey, just rub some dirt on it and get over whatever the hell is going on or what is occurring. Like we're having a current situation right now. It's like eh, you know what I mean. So like I thought it was cool that he opened up about like this is where I was at. I basically said. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. But I got to try something different. Yeah, you know, you know and and that's inspiring to a lot of people. It, it it got me thinking about a lot of things. I haven't shared a lot about my experiences or my my run in with mental illness. My my constant experiences with with depression and anxiety. And yeah. and hearing him, someone I had never met before, open up about that and and talk about how that fueled his next moves and and, and yeah. he realizes that when he's talking to people and working with clients it was inspiring that's a it's a great word yeah definitely it it, it opened it up for me as well just like it, it's not all good all the time yeah you know what i mean like just saying that you have a gig or a salary and like you just kind of deal with the punches like i know that's what is expected from your employer but i mean we all have different things going on. Yeah. We all need some sort of support, and if it doesn't work, it doesn't work, man. Yeah, so you're, you're right. It's it's part of the reason I've I've been away these last couple of weeks, these last couple of months. It's just it's it, it's hard to explain talking about depression and anxiety. It's it's at least from my experience, you don't 
I feel guilty sometimes talking about because I don't think the things that I'm dealing with are as bad as some other people, uh, yeah. things that other people are dealing with in the world. Or or you can't say something uh, because it'll hurt your chances of getting a job in the future. There's so many um, reasons to stay muted. And you shouldn't share everything all the time, but there's got to be, there, there's some power in talking, talking through these yeah. with things without the fear of, you know, losing opportunity, losing job opportunities in the future. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. And that, and that's also kind of why I like podcasting. Like, yeah. I can get my shit off a little bit. You know what I mean? Like, 100%. Things that normally, and there's some ears that are actually listening to this, and then sometimes I get some feedback, sometimes I don't, but it is therapeutic for me to come in the studio and say what I got to say, get it off my chest. I hope you feel the same way. Yeah. But, um, and I've still held stuff in with, cause losing confidence, losing thing. You know, I, I, I'm a positive guy. I have a yeah. lot of energy. Like I'm, I'm talking about this with a smile right now for some reason, <laughs> but, but it's sometimes hard to show those vulnerabilities. Oh yeah. And I, I think my, my experience at, at my last job, it, it kind of hit me by storm. I didn't realize all the different variables and how they were affecting me. And then all of a sudden, when I lost my job, I I was lost. I, I was confused as to why. Like, and, how did I get here type, type yeah, of thing? Yeah, because it, it, it kind of defied everything I I grew up living for. I, you know, being a part of sports teams and, and teams in general, you, you never think – that certain things will happen to you if if you've been a good teammate or you've been a good yeah. you know friend you don't expect to not to to not receive that reciprocation in certain circumstances yeah. you know what i'm saying yeah like like what you put in you expect a certain result and that result didn't come for whatever reason yeah. and, and trying to figure out okay wh- why like, yeah and then when the opposite happens and and the negative kind of build up you, you get into your your head and and it's it's hard to share what your passion it's hard to move forward and and you know it's it's been a it's been a wild year it's been a tough year i should just say it's been yeah, a yeah. tough year yeah you know you so where i i, I don't like talking about myself or or a war a positive you know yeah feel free to cover whatever you want so you know when this was 2019 the year before the pandemic um, I think it was your first full year at at the company. Yeah, and, yeah. and again, I, we were talking before. I don't want to say anything bad about this company because I think in in part of our our conversations about corporate world, not all companies, the entire company is 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 are criminals right, are right. do negative things. Sometimes you're in you get put into a a scenario a situation where you're, you're surrounded by a few people who have all that effect on you, or you know, yeah, yeah, for whatever reason. So that doesn't taint the whole a, a few bad apples. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. Like I worked with so many good people mm-hmm. at at my past company. So I, I it's hard not. I don't want to bash them, but I, I want people to learn from the experience. You know, so so remember, uh, uh, end of 2019. We we our manager was let go mm-hmm. and we were kind of left. This was like our third, my third manager, kind of in limbo. Yeah, yeah, left in limbo. And you know, I had conversations with our leadership team about you know taking a step back from my personal uh, or my individual contributor role and actually being like an interim manager and, and helping the team. Yeah. you know, right at the end of 2019, 2000, uh, beginning of 2020, just before the pandemic. Yeah, yeah. And if you remember, we went down uh, to our our. Um, annual meeting, our annual conference down in Austin, and they, they even gave me an award, the the Good Hearts Hero Award. Yeah, you remember that? Yeah, I just, definitely remember that. It, it was 
it was actually made up that that year is the first time they they gave that award. You know, it's about someone who is is always thinking of the team, just wanting to help those around. He has a good heart, mm-hmm. you know. But from from then, on, when was that? That was January, January twenty twenty. January, February comes along. Um, this is again a few weeks before the pandemic. Right at the end of February, my partner at work um, was diagnosed with breast cancer. So we had another moment where it was like, oh man. I think I should. Pro- I think I need to step back and focus on our business together, me and my my work partner Norma. Yeah. Um. Just to make sh- make sure she's not hung make out. Make sure to she's dry. good. Yeah. Yeah. You know the dynamic at work. Like there's there's a lot. We rely on each other for a lot. Mm-hmm. So I took that opportunity to step back into the individual role and go for it. Um. And you know for for the next for the next year we're 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 stuck inside. We're in the pandemic. Um. By middle of March we announced we're all moving home. Um. A week, you know, everybody in the world and companies are, are you know, all moving Scrambling, remote. Scrambling, figuring everything out remotely. Yeah. 100%. And a week into the pandemic, I I found out one of my best friends died. He had uh, um, he had killed himself. And oh, wow. it just, I, I don't, that moment just, it changed me. Like, yeah. like something, something happened where I, I. I I don't know where I, I stopped prioritizing things correctly. My so I I was just not myself. I started to push. Yeah, that, you know, that'll shake somebody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, you you combine that with being stuck at at home and in these you know everything we dealt with the pandemic and moving home. I just I dove into work. I dove into just doing as good as I could for Norma for for our team because we had people we were struggling. Like yeah, many people were struggling because of business. We're an IT sales company, and and our market itself too. Like, like literally, businesses died, and yeah. that hurt teammates who were good performers. Their businesses went to zero. So I just felt this, not pressure, but but all right, this is my time to put aside what I'm going through and just help out. You know, moving forward. And yeah, which is unfortunate. Like I'm super sorry to hear that. I did not know that. No, I I appreciate that. It's 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 hard to talk about, yeah. and and being home. There was no one to talk about it right. with, you know. We're all isolated. Yeah. yeah, so I know that adds to everything, and it just it. I still I, I've literally pushed most of my friends away. Like I've, I've you and two of my other boys are are I'm still in contact with, but you start to lose a sense of social happiness. And yeah, you start getting anxiety about going and doing things, and and it it doesn't feel good. Yeah, but you know, for for the next, you know, through the pandemic and into the next year. I crushed it at 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 our Completely job. Completely crushed. Like <laughs> I did really well, and I felt good about that. Not because I was making a lot more money, but because all right, you know, our team is fine. Mm-hmm. It's because, an accomplishment. Yeah, but. and I I felt good about that. Um, but I started to realize into the next year, so beginning of twenty twenty one, that I I needed I, eventually I needed a break, or I need to figure out what is going on in my head. Yeah, and to get back to where where I, I wanted to be. And, you know, April comes along. I had a good first quarter. April comes along, and I I found out I was uh, – my identity was stolen. I was a victim of credit card theft yeah. to the tune of almost $60,000. I was in a difficult relationship. I was dealing with some things, and I I asked I, – I raised my hand. I, I asked for help, like, hey, yeah. guys, I need to step away. I need, yeah, I and, need to tap out for a second. Yeah, and we had just said I was going to take six weeks off. And I would come back, hopefully rested and rejuvenated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And for about three weeks, the experience was fine. Like I had all the su- 
everything was explained to me enough. I thought I expect everything in front of me. I expected in terms of what I needed to do with HR to fulfill my responsibilities and get everything done. But you know, three weeks into that, I got a letter from the company and uh, uh, the uh, uh, the our benefits partner. And it was like you're actually denied for coverage on on the short term disabled uh, short term disability. Yeah, and. So so three weeks in, I'm now what the wait what what did I do wrong like why yeah. is why, this is okay three weeks ago nothing's changed like right. what changed, um, and I, they just started inundating me with paperwork you gotta you, you gotta go to these new therapists you gotta get all these new notes from your doctor go to all these appointments so this time like to this get a checklist type yeah. situation so this yeah. time to get away and to to under figure things out understand myself just got inundated with with tasks and things that were very difficult they, maybe not hard tasks but at that time they were very difficult to deal with and when i'm trying to figure out what i'm doing and dealing with the scams and stuff and yeah it was difficult and it still hasn't gotten resolved but eventually i came back for a couple of days to try to you know save some time off to use when i you know yeah, had yeah. everything figured out and the the environment in our and our team and our and our work, workplace was was, yeah. was shit. And I was just like, it's pretty toxic. I need to get away again. Like I, I'm not, I'm, I'm not okay. Yeah, which I thought it would. So, you know, work with that. You know, this is at the point where there I had agreed not to receive any compensation from 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 X at, company. Yeah. yeah, I was just like, all right, I'm going to be on on leave without make because I had already used up a certain amount of time for. So I was like, okay, that's fine. I don't need to make any money, but I need to get away for and I need to get better. And ultimately, a few weeks after that, I get a message from one of my teammates. One of my boys is like, hey, our manager just said you quit. I'm like, what? Like, yeah. No, uh, I don't know what this is coming from. And so I checked my computer and all this, all my stuff was turned off. Like I couldn't access my system. And I was like, did this just happen? Um, and I couldn't figure out why. Like, like the long story short, there's a lot we could dive into. Yeah, We're probably yeah. not to today, but long story short, at the beginning, I, I felt like I was helping the team. And in the time when I needed, needed help, the corporate went corporate on you. Yeah. yeah. And they kicked me to the curb. Like, like literally I, I haven't been able to reach any, but I, I'm not supposed to talk to certain people. But like, I haven't gotten explanation. I haven't gotten any reasoning behind why this happened, and, and it makes no sense to me. Like, I don't, I really don't get it. And I know there were some um, lies told by people above me that led to this because no one ever tried to get a hold of me. Like, it literally. Yeah. I found out from a piece of mail eventually that they sent to my old dad. So it, it was just a shit show. But this this happened three weeks after I moved into my new house when I was you know, trying right. to, you know, finally had a place Level to up. call yeah. home. I, I'm ready to go back. This was like days from going back. And it happened. So I was like, this is where my, my struggles have come from. Man, what did I do? Like, what did I do to deserve this? Like, right. I, all I, I just wanted some some help. And so so – what I think about is all the all the people who are scared to to ask for help about dealing with this stuff. Yeah. And I don't know what to tell them because my experience asking for help went completely wrong, completely sideways. Yeah. So it's like, where do you go from there? Let me let me ask you yeah. this. In 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 first of all, thank you for sharing. Like I didn't know half of what you just shared, and I'm super sorry it played out the way it did. Um, 
is there anything you would have done differently in hindsight or like I I know it's like a tough spot like in that explanation I don't know where you would have went for help yeah from because I'm very familiar with the company obviously yeah and so I'm just trying to think if you had to do it again is there something that you would have done differently or I I don't think so yeah I I don't like the one wrench in all this I'd like to think I would do it differently but I don't think I did anything wrong like right right when I first went on leave I wasn't told that I was required to see a therapist or a psychologist Mm to to qualify for short-term disability yeah um i started seeing someone for my own benefit you know, through my primary care physician they recommended somebody i was like all right i need cool. to talk to somebody yeah, yeah um a few weeks in that person who wasn't actually like a registered psychologist they're like an assistant working their way up or whatever um she kept changing like canceling meetings and stuff and which was whatever eventually she just kind of disappeared and i stopped talking to her i was like okay yeah it's strange yeah, yeah. i, I weird apparently that's what not speaking to her like at that for for the three weeks from not speaking to her to when i got this letter like that was the kicker in terms of why i didn't get why i didn't qualify for continued coverage Uh, like i was like so she pulled back so then they shut it down yeah and i was like if you told me that i was supposed to see someone i would have continued with somebody else or yeah i would have like fought to get her back on the schedule or whatever because like this is important but i don't want to waste my money and time talking to yeah. someone who doesn't care. So I just was like, all right, I'm going to, I'll figure out something else at this time. But that's what, that's what caused it. That's what caused the, the first step of like, why, why didn't you just tell me that? I would have like, right. we wouldn't have had this problem. And, and so I don't know. I don't think I would have done anything yeah. differently. I mean, personally, I would have probably not given, you know, worked as hard. That, well, I would have worked as I, I don't know. Yeah, it's difficult. You, yeah, your your personality and your work ethic. I don't think it would have allowed you to not do that. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, like it was just domino after domino. Like listening to you, I don't think there was anything that you could have done different. Like you said, I just wanted your opinion to yeah. see, like, because you've had it's a, a lot of question. thought with this, and like, if there's something I would have done, like, it. I'm sure if the company heard some of the story, they would feel a type of way about we did not handle that correctly like we're going through a situation now and it's already been told that they didn't handle the situation correctly so there was some sort of level of accountability there but in your situation i don't think there was yeah at all and and Um, that's that's the goal or at least that's what i'm telling myself as a goal for maybe that's just what i tell myself to share this today but like like the no one's taking accountability like like there's no way for to anyone to learn from this i'm not talking you have to pay me a million dollars like yeah how I, I can't post anything i can't positive or negative about this situation because it'll affect recruiters and stuff and yeah. but it's like i haven't been able to find a job anyway and, and it's it's difficult i just think if if th- there's something in the hr process that could have outside of the other stuff they had to deal with but yeah. just like that process there's something that I'm sure they can improve on in terms of vetting types of disabilities, talking to veterans differently than depression, than a pregnant woman. Like these are all like legal disabilities, but they 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 need to be different experiences yeah. in the workplace. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and it's it's no secret you can look us up. We work for a sales organization, and I feel like this goes across the board of all sales organizations. Like every month 
we're hitting the head with this is your quota, this is your quota, this is your quota. Hey, what do you got for me this month? What mm-hmm. do you got for me? With zero disregard to anything that's going on personally or whatever the case, mm-hmm. it's, it's all about the number. And I feel like when I hear that story, that's how they treated you. It was like the number. Okay, he's not going to be here. We need. We still need to hit this number. We have to do X, Y, and Z to get somebody working it or something to do something. And as sales organizations, I think that's just a huge miss because, like, like you said, the year before, you were the superstar of our entire team. Like, yeah. If one that's year, like, like the number. Yeah. I agree with you, which also makes it confusing to think like, all right, I did hit my numbers. Like, I was successful. Like, I did everything. There'd be some grace. Yeah, they actually gave me an award for doing this. I, I, I forgot that I brought that up at the beginning of the story. The little communication that has been ha- – basically, they've denied that they ever gave me that award. They're denying that that ever even happened. Wow. Yeah, and, and so that's where I get angry. I get disappointed, and yeah. it's like, what is going on behind the scenes there? Like, yeah. every time I see a, an advertisement of, we've got this new female sponsor, we've got this new – I'm like, they do they know how you treat women – like, do they know how you treat these people? Like, I don't know if they, I don't know if the LPGA is interested in that. I'm like, but everyone's told me, can't share your story, you know? Yeah. What do you do? I mean, that's corporate America, yeah. too. Like, it's all partnerships, and we have to look away, and, like, some some something that happens that is unfortunate and um, controversial, mm-hmm. they'll do whatever they can to, you know, um, sponsor some event or donate x amount of money to essentially make it go away yeah so like they got the whole diversity clause thing because of after um george floyd and and not just this company companies yeah. so it's just like and it's, even, a, it's a lot of showing face and no action yeah like, it could it could go into the media too like i i wasn't even planning on going this direction but we were talking just before the pod about Kyrie Irving and Jerry Jones and and maybe we don't get into those topics but how they were represented by the media and how I don't agree with what Kyrie Irving said but he has been thrown to the wolves while Jerry Jones has not like right. he's just been like brushed to the side and things like that the way you explain it to me you start to see the any inequalities of how things are presented. Yeah, just different topics, too. Like, that one's very racial-motivated, but it's also, like, what you just said, mental health issues coming up. Like, I feel like in sports, they're, like, it's a a whole different feeling. Like, uh, Naomi Osaka doesn't want to talk to the media, and it's just, it's praised. But in a sales position, it's like, hey, I'm going through X, Y, and Z. I've done this for you guys, like, can I get some help here? Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, you know what I'm saying? So it's just Not like. Not just no, fuck you. Yeah, yeah. So it's just like, uh, it's just, it's, it's tough to navigate. Mm-hmm. And like, I, I feel for you. And again, thank I you for that. sharing your story. And um, I'll be, I'll be sure to tell Christian too, like, bro, like you inspired like yeah. s- some good thought provoking thoughts. Like. 100%. 100%. And I, I, I've been thinking about it a lot because you got to imagine with everything going on in crypto, the topics we like to talk about on this yeah. podcast, there's got to be a lot of people out there dealing with something. You know, people's 100%. lives have been changed financially from this, and, and it's it's a difficult time. But that's also why I wanted to come back and have this podcast episode and talk about these things because I feel like people need to hear us stay positive about yeah. it because the stuff we believed in is still relevant. relevant. There have been some bad actors that have really, really put – 
a damper on the party. Yeah, and th- and this is some real life shit too. Like th- like we are on here talking about crypto and everything like that, but it is important to like take that step back and be like, well, this is what people are going through. This is how you can get to this point, and this is also how you can get out of this point. Mm-hmm. So I think it's critical to sometimes take a step back and and, and see what's going on. One hundred percent. How have you been in the world of crypto? We, we we last had an episode before the FTX collapse and that yeah. whole drama. So I, I know you had some. What, what's going on with you? With me, it's 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 just a waiting game. Like um, I won't share the platform name, but I'm still trying to get. <laughs> My crypto from there, um, with the CEO fleeing, and then now the FTX situation is going on. Um, and let me not uh, butcher my man's name. Um, Sam Bankman Freed? Yeah, Sam Bankman Freed. SBF? Yeah, recently arrested in the Bahamas. But going back, uh, he, he, he created this whole FTX platform. Um, I don't know if probably everybody listening to this has been hit up by like a Forex salesperson at some point. It's part of that network. Um, and he was going to sell to Binance. Binance is the the largest crypto trading platform in the world. Mm-hmm. And when they were looking through their financials, his financials specifically, like, oh, this looks fishy. This is like a gigantic Ponzi scheme. <laughs> and they shut him down immediately. I forgot how many billions he's lost in the day, more than Kanye West billions. Yeah. In a day. <laughs> Way more. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it was bad. Um, and the 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 story is that, well, I guess the, the question is, did Binance do that on purpose? Yeah. That, that <laughs> is, I didn't even think about that when it all happened. Yeah. Um, I, I didn't put those pieces together, but then I heard Mr. Wonderful, Kevin O'Leary, on an interview. Yeah. Um, and he's been attacked from his role in this. And I think we're going to touch on that in terms of the brand of FTX and stuff. But, yeah. But that's what he said. He was like, Bi- Binance is now a monopoly and they had their opportunity justly because FTX was a Ponzi scheme. It, 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 they were yeah. doing things completely wrong, but. Binance had the ability to destroy them, and they did. Because he want, I'm, I'm pretty sure he wants to take some fine, some legal action, like some fine legal action against Binance. Like, yo, you, you did this on purpose. But at the end of the day, I don't even know if you have a leg to stand on if it truly was a Ponzi scheme. That's hard. So. It's hard to. It's hard. But I think people need to understand the the FTX collapse isn't a crypto technology problem. Like it was, a, it was a human, multiple humans, but but this was human intervention in a in a scammy criminal. Like a, a human made these decisions to, you know, send people people's money that they were holding on this exchange. Um, FTX is a crypto exchange. Yeah, using that money for th- buying penthouses for you know the CFO, you yeah, know, different yeah. things, trading with Alameda Research, which. It was like his girlfriend's company. They're the market maker for FTX. A bunch of things that don't make sense and would never happen if crypto was regulated. And they made it look good, too. Like, I don't know if you've seen any of these Forex traders or whatever. They will promote pictures online. I think FTX had, like, crazy concerts going on. And 
uh, Miami Dolphins Stadium. They own the Miami Heat Arena right now. FTX. Yeah, I don't know why they haven't got rid of the name yet, but um, it's funny. There's a famous strip club, Booby Trap, down there. They've been trying to be like, we want to buy it. The FTX name? Yeah. We want to buy um, whatever, whatever oh, arena. By- so they have booby trap on the arena. <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome. That's brand building 101. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So uh, I don't know who's going to end up getting that, but it, I think it's crazy that it's still FTX arena yeah. down there still. But- I wonder. They probably can't take it out for some legal re- But if I was the Miami Heat, I would just take the letters off the arena. Yeah, for sure. Like, But... I don't know. Legality is getting everything tied up, but no one goes to Heat's games anyway. <laughs> it goes back to your boy, man. Like people are going through it right now. Like I've got assets tied up that I don't know what I'm gonna get back. But some of my NFTs are going up. Some of them are going down. We're seeing resurgences and also declines at the same time. Yeah. Um, but you know, just take one one step at a time, man. But from seeing the World Cup and and some of these other um, advertisements that we've been seeing globally. I think I think we're in a good space as far as this thing moving forward, but yeah. we have to get the bad actors out here, like the FTXs of the world. We got it. We got it. I know our next our next pod we're going to be a little more positive focus, which is great. <laughs> but I think those are important stories to to share. Absolutely, FTX, my man. Thank you for sharing. I got Until you. Until next time.